everybody, welcome back uh, to the sixth episode of the Shooting Time podcast. Uh, this episode here is just a little bit different. We recorded uh, a live version of a goose hunt, and during that, I guess we talked about a bunch of different things, but one of the focuses was just catching up with my one of my friends, uh, Bill, on uh, a recent mule deer hunt that myself and my friend Mike went on in Colorado. Uh, we were gone for like 25 days between that and elk hunt, so we were telling him the story of how that kind of went um, and how it was luckily successful. So that's part of it. We also just talked about um, some of the hunt, obviously, and kind of where we were at and what we were doing and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, that was a, it was a cool thing. I, the audio quality, of course, was not quite as good as some of the other episodes are going to be just due to the recording situation and the fact that the recording studio was in a inside of an A-frame blind with a little bit of a breeze outside. But I think overall it's pretty good, actually. So I'd be interested just to hear a little bit of feedback on that and also um, just on what else you think of that, of that style of a podcast in general. I think it was pretty cool myself. We had fun doing it. Um, hopefully get a little bit more action, too, as we get going here in, into the season. So uh, definitely take a listen. Let me know what you think. We'll also... At the end, when we kind of say goodbye and wrap things up, we actually had another flock come in a little bit later after one of my buddies had left, and uh, it was kind of a cool little flock. So if you're interested, stick tuned, stay tuned for that last three minutes of, of a uh, kind of chaotic little burst there. So it's kind of fun. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Shoot some feedback either through email or my Instagram page. would be awesome. And, again, thanks for listening. Enjoy. first here for us we uh, are just getting set up in the blind we actually just uh, killed two geese right about two minutes after shooting time um, on that note I guess I should say welcome to the shooting time podcast um, we're kind of still in the moment of uh, disarray of getting stuff packed out and candy put away and calls out and guns loaded and all that kind of stuff but uh, barely got the guns loaded yeah we barely got the guns loaded for the first two that came in i had we were just setting finishing the last few decoys and i looked down and i said oh crap it's shooting time and so we should probably just get in the blind and deal with the rest of it later phil saved us and uh sure enough we as we were getting stuff ready we heard a semi-distant honk and uh bill sits down and he goes guys are not that far and I said, load me up. And, me and uh, my buddy Mike here, we just, yeah, we load up. And 
literally heard wing beats go over our head about five yards as we were down here in the front blind putting our first shells in got on them and they swooped back over us one time as they were landing we killed our first two in the morning so we're off to a good start i don't know if you can hear uh oh that's real close shooting yes and they heard that so yeah you probably heard that when they're shooting here in the background we're on the outskirts on some private land but on the outskirts of one of southern minnesota's probably busier public spots i'm not going to name the spot here but uh just tell you it's a busy area and we uh we're sitting here on a grass Did you say we're on our second day of yeah duck this season. is the second day of the season i came over to hunt the minnesota zone our south dakota season doesn't start here for another week and so i want to come over and shoot some geese with some buddies here uh, I'm with bill bartz who's been on a bunch of episodes and my buddy mike uh, we are me and him are fresh off of a about a 24 25 day whirlwind uh, big game tour from colorado and montana chasing mule deer and elk which was slightly successful in terms of animals harvested but just a really fun trip and the uh awesome one for a ton of knowledge gained i would say so yeah that was a fun trip yeah it was really good um so yeah so that's so i'm sitting over here on the left side of the blind that's my calls jingling you can hear um bill's in the middle kind of running the show this is his spot and then... <laughs> i'm not running the show <laughs> but well, yeah it's my spot i guess We'll, we'll say, give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. And then uh, Mike Bartell is down on the end. Both these guys are guys that I've hunted with for probably, geez, 20 years almost, I would guess, at this point. So When did we first hunt? Although I haven't hunted with Mike other than big game or turkeys for a long, long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've actually waterfall hunted. Yeah. I can't get him out to South Dakota to shoot a dock, so <laughs> I can get him to come chase turkeys. He's put the smack down on a lot of turkeys in front of me so but uh, he won't come out to shoot a duck so but shoot geese yet though around home we'll so. have to change that yeah well yeah you have to we uh on our i don't know if he'll listen to this maybe he will but on our uh hunt at our at the trailhead in colorado when we pulled in there we you know we had a kind of a gear explosion with all of our stuff sitting out as we were pa- doing the final packing of all of our clothes and food and boots and bows and figuring that and dude pulls up next to us huge goatee and a wood ducks. got Slowly. wood ducks cruising by yeah we got to keep our eyes peeled for them too oh yeah yeah we got a bonus wood duck yesterday um so yeah so this dude pulls up and he uh started talking to us and we ended up becoming pretty good friends and turned out that we were hunting in the, almost the exact same same spot and uh, I'm going to have to contract him out to bring my uh, mule deer head home. I don't know if anybody, if anybody saw that on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But you left it out there? Yeah, I left it. The taxidermist out there. So oh, I had to get the, okay. keep the velvet preserved. So it was a nice nice mule deer I shot. But, um, Real nice mule deer. Yeah, he's going to, hopefully, he lives, he lives close to the taxidermist. He's from Wisconsin originally, so trying to get him on a duck hunt. And have him bring my mule deer head home at the same time. So maybe Mike will have to come out for that one then. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah he was an interesting guy. Yeah, well, uh, cool to meet. 
we'll probably talk about that trip here a little bit in a minute. So you guys pulled up to what the trailhead access point, the trailhead in in Colorado, Colorado, and then he was there or pulled up at the he, same time. He kind of bopped in as we were getting our stuff ready. We're just BSing and talking about the spot, and turns out he had he had been in there scouting a fair amount already that summer. And oh, okay. uh, kind of gave us a little bit of lowdown. He didn't know we were going to hunt literally the same spot as he was planning until we got further up the trail. <clears throat> yeah, we had we had mapped out, and we were like, yeah, we can, you know, we kind of talked to him for a while and, and figured out he was going to generally the same area. And we had we had done a fair amount of research online to figure out exactly where we were going. And it was it was pretty pretty funny because we ended up being almost in the same spot. Uh, I mean, the we spots. Looked at the, we looked this, at the map. The spots that, that we showed him on our Onyx, like halfway up the trail, like three miles up the trail, we stopped at a at a split, and he go and we showed him the spots where we were thinking of camping, and he goes, uh, "That's where the deer are exactly." They're like basically, <laughs> the three spots that we had as potential camping spots were, he said, exactly where the deer were living. So like, well, and we won't quite camp there then, but he kind of showed us a spot to camp that was pretty good, just a little bit off of him. We got. A Pair, a I'm pair of sandhills, flying right over the corner. Yeah, yeah. Low. So we talked about sandhills, I think, in uh, a different episode once, and we've already had. We've seen fair amount just between today and yesterday. Yeah, already some. They're kind of all over the place. We got some. You guys can probably hear that shooting. I imagine we got people closer than we thought, but that's kind of across some trees, and, and there's not much for wind in a marshy area away from us yesterday on the opener of Minnesota season. It sounded like a war across the way from us. And, and we sat here uh, yesterday. I don't think we fired our first shot till probably an hour after shooting time. Yeah. Maybe I shot, I shot a wood duck. A, a flock of wood ducks came over about Mach 2, and I picked one out. And we, that shot, was, we shot two kind of early. Wasn't this yeah, early you shot your wood duck. I made yeah. your... Awesome shot on a wood dog. Yeah. Flying full speed. But then there was nothing. Big lull. Really nothing happened. So we sat here kind of in the uh, no bird, no shooting zone. To the point where I was checking the weather apps. Oh, yeah. Hoping for a north wind. <laughs> Starting to think about how I was going to pack up and walk out of here. Oh, yeah. Because, like, our whole, the whole idea of the spot we're hunting is that it's a, uh, you know, you guys have heard us talk about the molt migrators with Ryan and um, I'm sure Sean, I think we talked about Sean too, but that molt migration comes through this area. Uh, we happen to have a really good flyway here for that. So that was kind of what the whole intent of hunting this is. Basically, we're sitting on a, a green grass field with... Even though it was a south wind yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was a south wind yesterday and we still shot them. But um, we got probably, what, 150 decoys out? Yeah, quite a few out here. We're kind a of in a, uh, so it's green grass field with a little, like a ditch running through the middle of it. We've got just a, like an A-frame style blind set up here in this grass. And we hid, we're pretty much blended in 100% perfectly. And we're hoping to traffic some migrators. I don't know how that will end up today with a second day of a south wind. But yesterday it actually worked. We yeah, there was some fairly really well. We saw more than I think maybe we expected to see from migrators. Um, you know, we shot twelve geese for the four of us, mm-hmm. and, uh, a and a wood duck, and a wood duck. Forget him. 
Trophy Drakewood Duck. Yeah, he was a Trophy Eclipse plumage <laughs> Drakewood Duck. And um, I think out of the 12, I'd say like half of them were probably some form of a migrating goose, and the other half were just geese that got kicked up off the local local spot. So we were happy to see. And then we saw probably another half dozen flock of migrators that half dozen different flocks of migrators that were just flew too far off the sides of us to to pull them in. So we're hoping for maybe a little trickle of that because the temps are cool today. I don't know what the temp, it's probably in the mid 40s. It's 46 when, 46. that's what my truck said when we got here. I guess I didn't the other thing we got going for us, I don't know if this holds true or not. Other people can maybe send you a message and tell you, but we're very close to a full moon too. Yeah, that's true. I so think I think that, that alone gets them moving. As I mean, well. that helps any migration. Like a few ducks, geese, even middle of the season. I mean, so much of a migration I think centers around a full moon. So that'll that won't hurt us, but we're not exactly seeing a lot of flocks and migrators today. But that this hunt yet for we're a not hunt like many this, yet. yeah, for this type of a deal, you're not really focused until on those birds until probably eight o'clock maybe nine seven thirty to yeah. it takes, noon it takes that guy's close <laughs> like he's on the others he's on be like, he's like by that cornfield yeah he's close and i'm assuming by the slow we're just judging we're judging trying to figure out where this other hunter is and we're kind of surprised to have him out here i guess but he's probably what half not even half a mile which I know for a lot of guys, a half mile away for the nearest hunter would be <laughs> would be a, a very blessed thing at this moment. But sitting where we are, we just didn't expect to have somebody here by us. So. But he is on someone else's land, so so be it. And probably a kid, judging by the the slow pace of the shots in between each other, shooting some birds flying overhead. I'm guessing. Yesterday we actually had a group. Yeah, I, we pulled up in here, and it's it's this piece of land that shares a field road to two different access, two different big pieces of property. And I pulled up, and there was already, like, three trucks ahead of me coming down the road. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? Thinking there would only be just the few of us hunting together. And one of them was a friend of mine, ours, I guess. And uh, I asked him, I said, who in the hell is that? He goes, oh, some guys are hunting up north of us and some flooded stuff so they didn't bother us they hunted they were shooting teal and we were shooting geese and that was just kind of a surprise to see all the rigs all the red taillights in front of me it's one of those uh moments where you're going oh shit this is going to be a zoo but luckily it wasn't a zoo at all really no it didn't affect us we actually somehow had our best flock of geese that we that we killed and had work us came either we're not positive if they shot at them. Or I just, think they shot at them. Yeah, I mean, they're only a half mile away, and this fucking geese disappears behind the tree line. You hear a boom, barrage, and then the next thing you know, geese come back up over the tree line, and uh, I'm thinking there's zero chance that we're even going to get them to look at us. And next thing you know, we got wings locked, and we're getting on them pretty good. And uh, they actually circled us like three or four times, each pass killable than the last time. Um, they conveniently were about five yards off the top of the blind on my side, and that pretty much filled us out for the day. I think we had one <clears throat> one left at that point, and that was for Bill to shoot. And ha. other than 
a slight struggle or two, which I may have video footage of. <laughs> so we had one more. We had one more to go. And I told those guys, I don't think I've shot very well today. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they said, all right, Bill, you get the last one. It didn't go very well. Yeah, the one came in. Well, a big flock came over, actually. Yeah. And I was it kind of exactly what I was hoping, what I wanted to happen, happened. And one single broke off while the mm-hmm. other ones kept going. I'm like, oh, boy. So I you know, fumble for my phone and get it in video. Couldn't get it in focus through the weeds, which for his sake is a little bit of a saving grace in terms of the quality. You quali- still filmed it. The quality. Yeah, I still got evidence of what happened. Mm-hmm. And the bird comes right over the top of us at like 30 yards, setting down. Like We're sitting in a permanent, like, not a permanent blind, but a, a kind of a fixed blind at the moment. And uh, we actually have the the decoys so that the birds are going to like bank right on top of us or come right over us and recover well enough that it works. But so this goose comes right over top of us and it's banking right over top of us and wings locked, feet down. And uh, my camera, my video camera, my cell phone happened to be right over Bill's shoulder as he was shooting and it caught two clear, very clear misses. And, and the reason not three is because I didn't have three shells in yeah, my gun. Yeah, exactly. So, so not only were you not having a bad day shooting, then, then Phil adds I'm, a little pressure to it. To, oh, yeah. To make yeah. it even worse yeah. on you, Bill. Well, I didn't even know he was filming, and everyone stayed down. I don't yeah. know. I just, one of those days. Well, so, anyways. Well, everybody's he, had him. This yeah. goose was must have been a fairly uneducated one, which is rare for this area. We actually got him back. Same goose. Mm-hmm. We got him back, called him over, and he, he flew over my side. Got the kill shot, I'll say. <laughs> I just helped. But, yeah, anyways. we uh, And yeah. we were lucky enough to know we got a band yesterday. No, I didn't Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we killed nice. the band. That's cool. Yeah, buddy's it was dad. banded got... in this area, but two years ago. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, I remember back when I lived here... This is when they started banding birds around Wasika pretty heavily off. It's not, you know, where we are. But um, they started banding birds here heavily. What was that? So there's somebody talking or a cow. I think it was a cow. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a whiny type moan. Um, anyways, yeah, they banded all these birds around here. And we never, we killed a lot of geese back then between our little group. And we barely ever got a band from Wasika. All of our bands were hold from... Hold on, hold on one second. False alarm. I think it's a cow. Okay. Yeah. We're from... Yeah, look, there's almost no shooting. No, it got quiet quick. Yeah, yesterday from, like, shooting time until an hour after, it was just, like, a constant roar in the background. Um, but, uh, yeah, we never hardly killed any geese banded here. I mean, sometimes... Barely a mile from where they were banded, we were hunting, and we never shot any. And here now, we plucked a couple off in the last couple of years that were banded here from a distance. Uh, I should mention that we got my dog Echo with, too. She's. I think just, maybe they've heard her whining a couple of times. Yeah, just sitting outside the blinds. She'll, she's a pretty quiet dog, so you shouldn't hear her too often, hopefully. Except maybe me. Telling her to go get something, hopefully soon enough here. Once we get the geese up and flying. Yeah, this I was. I can't like, believe how dead. 
It's quiet. I mean, now. yesterday, yeah, no shooting. I'd say yeah, in the grand, it's the second day of season. But yesterday, this time, we'd probably seen 500 ducks fly by already. I saw a couple flocks early when we first started recording, but mm-hmm. then that's been it. I haven't really seen a duck. I've been sitting down in here a little bit, too, more than normal. So We've had a, a lot of rain, so oh, there's, yeah. there's a ton of spots for these birds to go. You know, How much rain have we gotten last week? Well, I heard like a couple days last week, I think we got seven inches. Yeah, I would, so, I would imagine. So there's, there's water standing in spots where there's normally not water, and the birds don't have to use their traditional marshy kind of habitat. There yeah, are a lot of... A lot of flooded fields and and grasses and different things, and there's birds spread out, so they don't really get the pressure like they normally would on kind of opening day. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I went for a little drive yesterday. I'm staying at Bill's house, which isn't located not too terrible far from where we're hunting here, and uh, he had some work to do yesterday, and I just went out for a drive last last evening, check out some old stomping grounds, and, and there was plenty of water in every slough. And as you're going, like all the creeks are full, and I, I the car and birds, car, oh, yep. And uh, so every everything was full. I can only imagine how many ducks are just sitting out of sight somewhere where nobody can see them. So it's a little different hunting situation than you have normally around this this vicinity at this time. So kind of, oh, you hear one? Mm-hmm. Closer. On the other side of the woods. So we've got a. Yep, oh, that's yeah. definitely geese. Yep. Yeah. Don't see them though. So we've got this to our south, maybe our southwest a little bit. Yeah. We've got a pretty like, big woods. Not really that far. It's probably closer than we'd normally set up to a woods, but the spot in the field has really good cover. So we set up here, which so this woods is on a little bit of a hill and it kind of blocks our, our vision to that direction, which happens to be where. A fair amount of like the local geese the come yeah. from. We don't see the migrants aren't. The molts are coming from typically northwest or straight north. But this one, they're definitely. Oh yeah, they're, they're coming. coming. Are they going? It sounds like they're just on the other side of the trees, but I can't see them. I think it's just one. Oh, oh yeah. he's coming. He's coming. going now. Now he is. What the hell? That almost sounds like a guy calling. No way. No, that's no a hell of a good call. It is. That, dude, I want to I'm going to go like, meet him. Using, I'm going to go meet him. No, but it's just like it's the, the same, same thing over and over. That's what I mean. Oh, there he is.
Still behind our woods, but uh, we just had him about 35 over the top of the blind and let him go. <laughs> He's working the other side of the woods now. He's gonna land over in the with the goats or the donkey or whatever donkey it is. over there. Yeah. Or <laughs> the rooster. <laughs> yeah, like a little hobby farm kind of not real far, not hobby. Oh, farm. here he comes again. Oh yeah. Holy cow! He's on a mission now. <laughs> What in the hell? That time he kept going. Goofy goose. I tell you, we've always, I've always said that singles are the most, are some of the most. Well, either the easiest or the hardest to get in. Because now here he comes <laughs> Is back. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, First swinging. he flew up. He flew back the way he came from, behind the woods. Came back over the woods like he, a banshee. Yeah, he <laughs> just was, he was hauling ass over us. And is he coming back again now? Or is no, he going? he's going. He turned and then, no, uh, he's going away again. If he does, ah, if so he does come back, maybe we'll just go silent. See yep. if that makes a difference. Yeah. And so he walked all the way forever. Use the sound here. You gotta dig in and get some jerky. Yeah, singles are weird like that. Like they either it's suicide or right. And if they, I don't know. There's always an exception to yeah every situation, uh, yeah. but it's yeah, it's usually right away hard. Yep. Or not at all. Gotta be some sweet and hot jerky. I suppose we should go over the snacks. What we got going on here? So you got. Arboro gummy well, bears supplied Mike was, by Mike. Mike was good enough. He was at the. Uh, I don't know if it's like really size wise the like world's largest candy it, store, it, but it's, it, it says Minnesota's largest candy store. No, Minnesota's largest candy store. Was that on one sixty nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Jordan, and mm-hmm. it definitely has the biggest selection of Harbos I've ever seen in my life. So I, I have a little special place in my heart for Harbo gummy bears, and. Uh, he brought me three different bags of them. One of the originals, which are my favorite, but I've also got Harbaugh Volcano Fizz and mm-hmm. Mini Rainbow Frogs Gummy Candies. So I'm, I'm going to open up later when I need a little more energy. Yeah. Harbaugh's are kind of my favorite thing to throw in my pack when I'm elk hunting or turkey hunting for a little boost of energy. Yeah, it's that, like those it's like immediate shot to the system. Yeah. Did you take them elk hunting or not? Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously? By burning yeah. through them right it's, away. Though. It's a necessity. How does sugar candy make the the weight? It's just got a ton of energy. So yeah. Yeah, your sugar. Being serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so sure, it's pure sugar. It's like, like when you're when you're going on like long or hard hikes where you're really burning a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It's like. An immediate, I mean, you can eat them, and within a few minutes, yeah. I mean, your body is using that energy because mm-hmm. it's such a raw sugar, basically. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's like dumping, like, uh, 
alcohol into your fat fuel funny car or something like that. Really? Yeah. Or nitro. Nitros. Nitro. What did you guys... You prepared a bunch of food, didn't you, Phil, for that hunt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both. Or did you two? We both yeah, had the I same. Did. Yep. Yeah. It's a little... Well, it's a whole different mindset compared to, you know, waterfall. <laughs> just the, just the whole thing. It isn't so. even in the same league when you see, like, what we eat in the duck boat. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, just the – you have different forms of preparation for a big game hunt yeah. like that. You know, we were packing in. In Colorado, we walked in almost seven miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to carry everything up, that seven you're basically going to hunt with for 10 days mm-hmm. is is a whole different mindset than, you know, you go out to the goose blind or duck blind, you know. It's Drop just, your stuff off at the right. drive up to your I hunt mean, spot. Yeah. I mean, it's just a whole different mindset. So that's something I certainly wasn't used to and, you know, to do it for the first time a couple of years ago mm-hmm. is, is, oh, is that a, goosey? a heck of a learning experience, that's for sure. Hear what? Maybe. God, we should have shot that one. That no, was right he was... He looked like he was going to kind of work down. Yeah, he I, I, I know. I got a little antsy. I sometimes just like that straight over the top shot. Though. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the one like, thing he did nice. get right over the top. But remember who was the one that was going to shoot. This is true. We'll get him landed and get it, set it up. Get if they're not. <laughs> that's why I learned how to be a good goose hunter. If they're not about 20 yards or closer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what did you guys all pack for food? Obviously, Mountain House, right? Yeah, we had uh, we made some granola. Like our breakfast for 22 days out of 24 was granola. We made up. I cooked up. I think we both used the same recipe. Kinda basically, used, yeah. I found it online and sent it to him. But basically, just took oats and sugar and honey and like uh, a wet mixture of all this stuff. Yeah, then you just cook it. You bake it yeah. for a while, so it turns in. It's just a granola mix, and then we brought dried fruits, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. Throw them in the each one, and uh, and we did that and. And you add, I think I had like just like almonds. a powdered, a powdered milk. In yeah, the, powdered milk that. was the key thing. Just then you dump a little bit of water. Typically, what we would do, we would just take that, carry it with us, and then, like on our mule deer hunt, you know, every morning we'd go glass somewhere, and we just dump that in, and you kind of eat it as you go and bring a spoon along. You had it in like servings, like in a little sandwich bag. Serving just put it, it in a bag, yeah, like block a, bag. a freezer bag. Yeah, and then you just, you just add your water to that to. Whatever you wanted, and let it sit for a minute and go to town. It's pretty good. I mean, I got a little sick of it after a while, but you don't have a choice, I guess. So we had that. That was our breakfast. And then we typically had like some kind of bars. Like Mike had some homemade bars, and then I had just some like pro bar or something like that. that like comparable to the Cliff bars and all that. Yeah, stuff. similar to Cliff. More calories typically than the Cliff bar. Like I think the ones I had were like three hundred fifty to four hundred calories per like. Eight ounce bar, which is pretty good, and then we'd have a snack typically during the day, which I I slacked on, and I didn't bring enough snacks for the mule deer hunt, so I was kind of jonesing for candy all the time on that, or in extra energy. And then, uh, yeah, the evening was the treat. Well, that was when you got the warm warm mountain house, which I don't know if anybody who mountain house isn't exactly hot in the. Uh, waterfall world so if you're not familiar with what it is it's just a freeze-dried 
food comes in a almost like a metal bag. I don't know. It's tin or what they do to keep it. Yeah, it's tin like foil. almost like an aluminum. You know, aluminum like tin foil bag. Coating. Aluminum foil to keep it. So once you put hot water in, it keeps it uh, warm. For is it is it like a tin foil? Can you put cold water in and like set it next to the campfire? Or no. not? Or to no, burn out? Like, no, they're, they're, they've yeah. almost have like a plastic coating on the outside. And there's like... A, the bags do burn. It's yeah. basically like a... If you think of like those those heat type blankets, you know, those real oh, thin ones, like survival space yeah, blanket space type blanket. thing. It's almost like that, but you know, inside the packaging. So it's kind okay. of a layer in there. Um, and they work really well, but you, you pretty much have to have boiling water. Yeah, see so it. They're basically like an MRE, like in the military, or it's a freeze dried thing, and there are all these different flavors. But what was your favorite kind, Mike? Um, I like a lot of the chicken ones, but the what was that? Uh, primavera pasta. Pasta primavera. Ah, that was good. That one was the best. It was the it's that a dang ham- vegetarian one, and I swear it was the best that one. That one was good. Like that was the one we looked forward to. Oh, here some cranes. I think those things are underutilized, though. Those mountain houses, there's so many instances like oh, where just, those would be so nice. Yeah. See, that's what I always think, too. Like, like waterfall that, hunting, I think, is, would be... you. Yeah, because everybody has... I mean, nobody has a fancy... Like, me and my, my duck boat, I've got a stove and an oven. And most people don't have it. All they have is typically just, like, the heaters that you turn upside down or sideways. And you could just heat water super easy in one of those on that and dump it in the dang mountain house stir it up and let it sit for 10 minutes and you've got you could even bring a thermos of hot water yeah yeah if you, you'd you have to probably, have it hot yeah you'd have and to have you, it like boiling yeah, have you, your thermos yeah. prepared and then have the thing but i mean if it's in a yeti it's just gonna stay hot forever so <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody has now but no if you had a thermos full of uh oh, hot, what's that are oh, those cranes yeah god that freaked me out that's a pretty good flock of them. Yeah, it yeah. is. There five? Yeah. Speaking of that, I wonder if that was that same flock yesterday that we got down, covered oh. up, called that. Well, we let a flock of one flock of geese or a single go because it wasn't working quite right, and we had a flock of cranes locked up on us like perfectly. We'd thinking they were geese in the distance. Like, oh, these ones are coming. Let's just Oh, they're setting up. Yeah, they're let's, set- let's settle down a little bit. <laughs> oh, sure shit. Turns out they're cranes coming in. But yeah, those mountain houses would actually make really good like duck boat meals now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get on the mountain house pro staff now. But it doesn't have to be hot, right? You can eat that stuff. Like you could put cold water in and let it sit. Well, the problem is like the heat like activates and and kind of rehydrates everything a lot better than like cold. I think cold, you'd still have a lot of like, I don't know. I think it'd be hard. Like I, you know, okay. There was someone talking about that on another podcast lately, where they just dumped in cold water. And I thought he let it sit for the day. Yeah, you have to like sit for hours. Oh yeah, I can see that. It'd be gross. I mean, mean, he carries it around with them, and it'd be like, could you imagine eating? Satisfying. Could you imagine eating like cold beef stroganoff or cold lasagna or cold? I mean, anything just ugh, I it wouldn't be very appetizing. Yeah, I guess I could speak to that firsthand. The first, well, yeah, the first night we were in Colorado, mm-hmm. we had we had had a pretty hard hard drive, and I didn't have hardly any sleep, and we were so excited we weren't really using our brains, and we and we drove pretty much straight through the day, didn't hardly eat anything, and when we hiked in, we had 
about a seven mile hike. Seven mile hike on four hours of sleep, no so. food since breakfast, and we got there in late afternoon. And it just was not a good combination. We yeah. we definitely were not thinking on that. Yeah. And when we got in, I thought I was going to have to resuscitate Mike. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling pretty 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 miserable, and uh, I think I had a little bit of issue at altitude as well. So I I was like really upset. Like just everything, just lightheaded, what, feeling yeah, like you're gonna pass yeah, out. Yeah, my headache, stomach was was hurting. Ache. So, it all. so the first night we made made our meal at the end of your hike when you got to camp, you were feeling yeah, that way. Yeah, we got camp set up, and I was just like I had to kind of grind through getting camp set up because I was I was feeling pretty bad, and I feels like dude you gotta eat like drink you need to drink, eat drink something. something. I'm like I don't think I can. I now you didn't I, even I no you didn't say that you just went. Uh, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was definitely hurting. Uh, and, like curled up in seat, like. Uh, so I had, gotta eat. Uh, I had my mountain house sitting there, <laughs> and it was you know it was good to go. It was warm and hot, and I took like two bites, and I'm like, oh, I thought I was gonna lose it. So I, you know, I just kind of laid my sleep bag for a while, and and. I don't know. I fell asleep and kind of woke up, and throughout the night, it's sitting next to me. And I just like reach over, and I I knew I had to eat, so I just like try to take a spoonful of this cold mountain house. And it, it was so gross. It oh. was not good. Ugh. Like the granola stuff you could do cold, right. which was cool. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was not, not a good scenario. But the next day, I woke up and I was feeling good, so that was that was a bonus. Yeah, like you woke I up. I was fine. I woke really? up. Yeah. I woke up and I was like hoping you were gonna be alive. Yeah, um, I, was, I was hurting. I think I think the altitude got to me, and then just the circumstances of the trip going yeah, on was not ideal. So it was a long, hard hike again with fifty pounds on your back. I was stupid and made the mistake of carrying all my camera stuff in, which I'm glad I did now. But at the time of the hike, I was not enjoying having an extra, like in the extra pounds, like eleven or twelve pounds on your back, and yeah. not. It was very... definitely worth having, though. I mean, we got some really cool, yeah. cool yeah, pictures, super mm-hmm. cool pictures, and good memories for mm-hmm. sure. I think that's yeah. that's one of the best parts about yeah. having it is just the, the good memories. The memories. Yeah, you it's can, good to have it kinda... when you're there. It just yeah. sucks bringing it in and out. Right. I can't imagine that them dudes that do like film like big game hunts real big you know to the real like video cameras and weeks worth of big big batteries and storage equipment and oh dude i'd be dead yeah that's that's impressive that those guys do that because it it definitely is not an easy easy deal no because it's in addition to all your regular just camping stuff that you need just to like to survive and then you have to bring that instead but i suppose you wouldn't have a bow you wouldn't have yeah, you're not carrying any hunting gear. A couple other little things that maybe you wouldn't have, but still, I'm sure they're carrying 60, 70 pounds around the mountain. The yikes! Is that one? I don't know. Maybe. There's a flock of ducks behind us here. Flying. They're pretty high. It's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Some through. Yeah. God, what a nice morning. Yeah, Sun's out. Is smidge of clouds so there's just a bunch of pretty colors in the sky i was just thinking too this is like our super dead time yesterday yeah this is when we didn't see anything and then when the sun got a little higher it's like it woke the geese up and they started moving it's kind of how those things work Mm -hmm. it's always just kind of dead you got a little bit of early stuff right away and then a dead period yeah you you always want to be out for the early ones like we had this morning and then that usually usually seems like it doesn't happen 
but it does, when it does, it's cool. But uh, yeah, as soon as you get that like hour after sunrise or half hour after sunrise type deal, it then kicks in and starts moving. We had a time period yesterday where we kind of had geese like every which direction from us. Yeah. Yeah, we had geese to the north, to the not, west. To not the necessarily east. coming in. No, but just we just all had geese us. to watch and keep an eye on from every which direction. So, yeah, that was it, it's exciting when it's like that. Hmm. Man. That sweet and hot of oh, that Jack Lynx is kind of spicy. I better verify that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to verify in a small piece, but there's not much left. I got, so, some, I got some original left, too. I need to get some geese or shoot on here and do some jerky up. God, the last few, like, a few years ago when we could shoot, we actually had geese left in South Dakota. Shot a lot. We uh, had tons, like pounds and pounds of, of goose jerky, and it was awesome. I haven't made any for a few years now, so. You have a good recipe for that? You know, it's super easy. Because, like, I used to bring it to work, and everybody asked me what the recipe was. And yeah. All I did was the, the key, I think, is you got to clean all the gunk off of it. As much like the silver skin and that kind of junk. And then um, I, I soaked mine for like five or six days. Oh, wow. And I would like take it and we would we would slice it. Like to the diff- I don't remember how Rebecca always did it. It was like an eighth inch or a quarter inch that she would slice it to. It must have been an eighth inch. Fairly thick. Then it was when it was sliced, then I would soak that with salt. Mm-hmm. In like the, in a big pot in the fridge for like days, and I would take it. In the first few days, I always take it, like smash that, like work it in with my hands, so, like get all the blood out. Yep. So like, and I would do that for like you know five minutes or ten minutes at first, like just over running water to get the majority of the blood out. And then each time, like each of the next few days, I'd change that water out. And as I did it, I'd smash more of the meat down and like get more of the blood out. And so like by the third or fourth day, there was hardly any blood coming out and I just leave it in there with salt then for a few days to suck any extra out and then just I used that high mountain um, jerky kits I think I just used I think I used like the, there's like a pepper or a Cajun one I think and then this is an original um, and then there's a goose they make a specific goose one I think they had, it has like a goose on the front I used that one pick those up at Cabell's and we work there and, so, um, so kind of the soaking process. I mean, you were soaking them over, soaking the, over, them the, over the course like of that five whole, days five was days. like the key. I think I that's just wanted the to key. make make sure because it sounded like you soaked it and then you cut it up and then soaked it again for like no, three no, or no. four days. So I was just making I think sure. we like soaked it one day, cut <laughs> it up, and then you yeah, and yeah. then you soak it for quite a while to get all that gunk up. <laughs> I love you that. Can, I don't you know. guys can't hear it. I don't know. There's, that a, there's it a donkey in the background going, okay, okay. <laughs> kind of sounds like a goose, but we hear it once in a while. It just sounds hilarious. Anyways, yeah, that stuff was like the jerky was was awesome. I'd take it into work, and people always, I'd bring, you know, like you think goose jerky is being kind of like just something you do to get rid of geese, but it was awesome. I'd bring another, and people eat up like a one gallon bag in, in less than a day. So it was good. I just need to get some more of it. That would be a good food you could bring to the. Yeah, we talked about. I, I'm on your mountain trip. Yeah, that'd be yeah, really good sure. for that. Yeah, jerky's great. 
Yeah, it's like super. It's fairly lightweight since there's no water in it. You got to worry about salt intake, <laughs> sodium. The dang uh, mountain houses are full of sodium yeah, and salt. You you do need a fair amount of sodium when you're, when you're you? in that situation. I don't know if it dries you out too much because you're always <clears throat> yeah drink. You're supposed to drink a lot. I'm not very good at drinking a lot of water, but on the days when it's hot, you definitely go through a lot of water. I mean, you're you're constantly you're constantly stopping at creeks and stuff, filling up your bottles. And, mm-hmm. It's amazing how much water you go through. Like, you and take, you ran all your water through one of those pumps? Yeah, through a filter. Was that annoying to do or not? I mean, it's just something you do. It's it's like it's got to do it. A couple different systems we used. We used one where you'd like pump the water through a filter, and then we have another one that that is really small and portable. Um, it's probably like the size of, I don't know, like one of those fat. A really heavy duty Sharpie marker. Yeah. yeah. But it's basically about that size and it's actually like a, a light that UV light UV and it kills all the, all the bad bad stuff stuff in the water. And you had that or not? Yeah. Mike had that. I had that. To me that a regular filter, but it's, it's weird. Um, but they're like, very well established as being a proven very safe method if of like any form of water yep. it's like you could scoop up from an elk wallow and use that and you'd be good to go yeah you could. I mean, it's still gonna taste you're, like you're still gonna crap, be drinking but, elk piss but yeah. um yeah you could i mean it'll kill the the stuff that's in it but it hurts you're yeah. still you're still uh you have to stomach it down yet stomach the taste of of whatever it is you're drinking so yeah i mean the smells are all there the same oh yeah yeah yep God, that just would not feel right to me to just wave a little laser. It works, yeah. In most of the instances, we're drinking fairly clean, you know. Yeah, you're drinking like the stuff that they talk about where they brew Coors Light from, like fresh from the mountain, you know, like the water looks beautiful. Even though there's still stuff in it, that's why we filter it. But it looks like amazing and it tastes awesome. You just got to kill a few bad things in there once in a while. All right, so Mike recovered. From his oh, yeah, near yeah. death experience, yeah. and oh yeah, guys, we haven't, we haven't really given you the full story of the hunt, even. No. Okay. So. So you were in Colorado. So this is Colorado. What elevation? Uh, we were camped right at about eleven thousand, just short we eleven thousand feet. And then from eleven thousand, we basically went up from there. Yeah, so that we was were, every morning. We we were high. So it was a, this and was were a, you on that fringe of like this was a mule deer hunt tree. And, oh yeah. And so what the deal is is these mule deer are the box are still in velvet, and they, from what I can gather, I mean, I'm not I'm a mule deer expert by any means, but from what we've gathered is that they don't live in the woods at this time because they probably the velvet is probably tender and their antlers and they don't like messing around all that, so they kind of live up in like the high high country. Um, right at tree line, essentially. They're where the trees kind of peter out. Is that a goose or no? No, I think it's your dog. Yeah. But anyways, um, they live at where these, where the uh, trees start to peter out and the rocks and the trees and brush kind of all intermix a little bit. Um, and I think it, the altitude probably depends on the specific terrain, but for us, we were at about 11,000 feet hunting up to not quite 12,000 feet. And um, 
we'd pick the spot we wanted to hunt because it's the end of a bowl, like a, a bowl, the mountain valley ends in a bowl at the end. And at the end of the mountain was, you know, big burly looking rock face stuff that, you know, you need climbing gear to get up and that you wouldn't see me up going up anyways, even with that. But, um, and then like around this bowl, the end of this valley, there was like a ridge right in the middle of it that kind of popped up from that ridge. We could glass both and access both sides of the valley walls pretty easily. Is that a goose? No. Gotta keep that hand on. You're antsy over there now. Right, it's been a while. So we, uh, so we, we would camp, we camped kind of on this little ridge and then we would hike up another like three or 400 feet every morning to our glassing spot, um, which basically you know, consisted of a little rock ledge that we sat on that we could look at one, one particular side that we liked to hunt more than another side just because the terrain was a little more accessible easier and easier to stalk in. Well, these deer would live on this, these side hills and we'd just essentially every morning at sunrise or whenever we got up, hike up to a spot, plop down with our binoculars, which... When did you get up? Like, light out? We'd get up... Yeah, about sunrise. Well, yeah, before yeah, probably, sunrise. Probably like about half hour about before we'd time. be up and we'd, okay. be, we'd be glassing by, you know, I don't know, by sunrise for sure. Yeah, but for I mean, sure. Usually we're up there We weren't a little early, early risers. It was not, cold. Yeah, not super. We, you know, guys who probably have more experience mule deer hunting and doing this can can chime in otherwise but we didn't really see a huge benefit to being up super early most of these days because the seemed as if the deer were still moving at least for us at an hour or two after sunrise anyways so it didn't really pay off to be there in the dark and you know lose sleep because you mean kind of precious when you're up you're up till 11 o'clock at night anyways and then getting up super super early is kind of a pain but yeah, we, so we'd get up at, right at light, like basically mm-hmm. enough where you didn't need a headlight Okay, to do most things, maybe tie your shoes or do something like that. But, um, so that's, we'd glass these things and, you know, you'd spend, and there's days that, there's probably some days where I spent eight hours glassing, like between just in the morning and then we'd alternate going on stocks if we, as we found deer. We were lucky to be in an area that had, had a fair, not, not tons of deer, not in overabundance, but it had enough that it had, it had enough numbers where we'd we'd be yeah we know, were looking at deer every, every day, day. Yeah, like we were looking at deer and, and some nice deer every <clears> single day and then like what we would do is we would just alternate who went on a stock each time so like i remember like mike went on one that took a super long time one day and so i spent like eight hours or ten hours like behind binoculars just watching between him watching what he was doing and watching other deer in the area just to kind of keep a tab on them mm-hmm. so like yeah, it, that, that that particular day I sat on a deer for I don't know how long it was. It was a good chunk of the day. It was oh, yeah. a number of hours. I yeah, know, I sat four watched, hours yeah. or whatever it was. I snuck in. I was pretty close to the deer, probably I would say sixty yards maybe. Yeah, I think that's to where right. it was bedded. And it was in like a real thicket that you just couldn't see him. There's no way to sneak in on him and get a shot, so I just had to kinda of wait for him to come out and I sat above it. With the wind right for, I don't know, it had to have been a couple probably, hours. Right, three or four hours, I yeah, would say. Yeah, a long time. And, and just wait and wait, trying to, trying to hope that. They walk was, out your way. Yeah, there was kind of two ways he could feed out of there, and he ended up going the other way, which is unfortunate. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, it was sucks. 
that was a good deer. That was something. That was a, that was a nice one, similar to what Phil shot. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's kind of how we would like we would do it. We was altering. I think every we each went on a stock pretty much every day. You know, which doesn't seem like a lot unless maybe I mean I know that people there's times where people don't go on stocks every day, but you know by the time you get up, glass them, find them, get to them. Get yourself in a position, either you get busted or not get busted. You know, that takes up a few hours, that whole process. And then the next time, so the next guy goes on one that evening. It's kind of one a day is kind of a pretty good, if you're by yourself, was, you, you could do more. Yeah, and there was days, you know, we'd get one stock in between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. There was quite a few of those days. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, the day I shot mine, I don't, we each went on one, but we were, that was like independent of each other. Like, yeah. They were, we both had a stock at the same time, so we just went and did it. What would be your plan if you each went on a stock and were separated by a large distance? Just no know way. that at night... Yeah, you just end up yeah, back at camp. Yeah, camp. back at camp. We had kind of like mutual places. <clears throat> the places we hung out, like our glassing spots. We had two or three different glassing spots that we'd be at or our camp. So we kind of... You knew where, where we were going to be one way or another. <clears throat> I mean, it's almost impossible to get lost in this valley because... You know, you're in a valley, like unless you went, you'd have to like specifically try to climb up and over the mountaintop to really get yeah. somewhere where you didn't know where you were. <clears throat> yeah, it would take some. I mean, the only way you'd ever really get lost where we were is if it got dark, dark and then, or it snowed or something like yeah. super hard snow yeah. or fog or something like that, which we never had. Then you <clears throat> could probably get pretty disoriented. Yeah, you'd and, see, and end yeah. up in a possible situation but other than that it was pretty yeah. pretty easy to know where you were and mm-hmm. where you were going yeah really kind of nice having that little deal like and we were camped in a spot that was kind of like all the terrain kind of like funneled into the spot where we were camped so it was pretty easy to get around <clears throat> yeah like i mean the day that i shot mine we both went separate ways and i don't we didn't see each other I mean, we left oh there was a first one where is he? He's on that far away. He's behind that. Must be I think he's over the trees. sweet cornfield. Yeah, there's a sweet cornfield over that way, and there yeah. was a fair amount of them sitting in there yesterday. Yeah, that's, we actually got some coming out of that, didn't we? We got like one. Yeah. That was the last one. Yeah. That last one we got. They came, came out, out of there, yeah. Oh, he's, he's coming. There he is. Yep. What are the odds that it's the one that just the single that took off? Probably. Well, we'll find out in a minute. Very possible. That's the same one I think it to be. so much like just that little split second when he was out there a couple hundred yards he 
kind of, kind of look you, good. You know, kind of, and then... Kind of tighten those wings yeah, up a little bit. And then, no. Let me see you. Uh, He's got to be getting tired eventually. Maybe the third time he comes back, he'll be so tired of coming. Yeah. Like, all right. I give up. I give up. You won. I need to over to shit. He's just flying. He doesn't know where he's going. No. He's going the other way. He's just having a good time. Just enjoying the fresh air. Yeah. He said it's a nice morning. He must think the same thing. And he's starting to come back. Is he really? You don't have a flag, do you, Mike? I was going to bring one, but just in the God. circumstance, I just didn't because I knew he'd be like flagging. It's just hard to flag out of something yeah. like this. Oh, we all forgot flags. <laughs> Are you going to bring flags? It's a yeah. tough spot to flag for I had, I had it. I you had it on top it. of my bag this morning, and I took it off. Huh. I'm like, ah, oh, we won't need it. So that's not forgetting them. It's intentionally leaving. Yes. All right. And then, yeah. There's instances where it'd definitely be nice to have. I might have to bring them, make a run over to Cabela's and get one. Or probably somewhere else. No, you're not going to have to run to Cabela's to get one. I was going to say, I think we got you covered. I don't know if I even have one anymore. You remember what my last name is, right? (laughs) That's right. Clock of ducks back behind is coming. There's Um, a pie. Do you have some of Randy's flags then? A ton. Do you? Yeah. Like good, like T flags or the fancy? I just want the plain old T flag. I got T flags. I got duck flags. <clears throat> I got, um, I don't know even what you want to call them, like those full body flags. Mm-hmm. Tons of poles. Yeah, Bill's last name is Bartz, which if anybody who's familiar with the flagging world, uh, Randy Bartz is pretty much the inventor of the, he's the flag man. Well, who, hopefully, actually, we hope to get on here. Maybe this week. I got to touch base with him now and yeah. In the vicinity, see if he can come over for a day and, and hunt and uh, chat with us. But he's the the man when it comes to flag and geese. So yeah. So we were, I think we were talking about our deer hunt. Um, yours. You started talking about getting yours. We interrupt the story. Yeah, yeah. Buy for a goose. Hopefully, we have a lot of interruptions. You're right. We um. Yeah, like the day I shot mine. Oh, let's grab one, you. Yeah. Day, um, day we shot mine. I shot mine. It was like uh, like seven in the morning, right at sunrise. I found I found a group of deer, like six deer, kind of hanging out low on the mountain. I'm not gonna give the super detailed story of it, but the mini mini long version. <clears throat> These deer were in a spot that was pretty. They were pretty susceptible to a stalk, I thought. So I weaseled my way down off the mountain or off the, our rock face and got pretty quick. I got within like 70 yards of them and they were in this little clump of trees, pine trees. Um, and there was like four bucks in a doe or five bucks in a doe. I don't remember exactly. One of them was a nice, a big buck, the one I ended up shooting. Um, and there was like a 140 or so I'm not a very I'm a great judge of deer by any means but approximately that deer and then a couple smaller like smaller four point bucks and we got I got up on them and I was like one I was in a clump of trees and there was like a rocky grassy field in front of me and then there was 
up the hill as they were. One was in my face, it's perfect. After like half hour or so watching these things, maybe more than that, I don't even know. They kind of moved off a little bit, like up the hill, and I thought they were on the ledge enough where they wouldn't be able to see me kind of over this break. So I ended up crawling, trying to crawl, to them to like this next big boulder that was like 40 yards away from where they were. Thinking that if they moved out, I'd have a, a spot to, to snipe on when they uh, came out to feed again in this grass. Well, I made like three crawls and a doe that had bedded on the edge of the, the trees busted me. I, I, could, I didn't see her when I was glassing for her in there. She busted me, stands up, stomps her feet, bounces off a few steps. They all kind of get alert, but they don't. none of them really freak out with a doe and another buck kind of like trotted off away from me. I was like, ah, oh, shit, blew that one. Thinking I was kind of done. I waited probably another half hour for them to make sure like I watched them get out of the area. Um, I kind of lost them for a bit because of some trees. So I waited until I thought for sure they were gone. I kind of sneaked back into where they had just been. Glass for them. Found them across what was a, like an avalanche or a landslide, I guess it would be. Like a big rock. A big boulder field, essentially. So at that point, I uh, kicked off my shoes and put my little like, heavy pair of wool socks on to like, stock in on them. They were probably 150 or 200 yards away. And they were working their way up to this like another patch of trees up on this rock face. And I end up uh, working my way across this rock, this boulder face, and that took a long time in itself, just getting there, with, especially without shoes on, it kind of sucks. So I get to, like, again, like 70 yards away from where they had bedded, and, you know, my max shooting range is 60 and I didn't really want to shoot that far. I would only have been under like an absolute ideal scenario. So I was hoping like to keep it to 50, ideally 40. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I really slowly like worked my way up behind a boulder and behind another tree and behind a boulder. I get to like 40 yards from where like they would have stepped out behind this rock face to feed again. And I'm like, I was going to be in business. The wind was perfect. And I sat there for like, and I'd left my pack, so this is something that I'd recommend never doing if you're on this hunt. Don't ever leave your pack, and especially if you leave all your extra clothes with it. Because what happened was I uh, I got stuck in the sun, like where I ended up having to sit was in the sun, not in the shade. And I was sweating to death one minute, and then the sun went away, and the wind came. And all I had on was one layer of shirt and just some light pants, and I was like shivering. The next minute, to the point where I could barely, like, hold still. Well, this went on for, like, an hour and a half or two hours. I watched these things between sweating and shivering. And I'm, like, not really enjoying life that much at the moment. And uh, I see these deer through a little opening in these trees up there on. And I see them on the side hill. I'm like, God dang it. So they moved off again. So a real quiet, like sneak up this kind of like, kind of almost had to climb up this rock face to like get into where they were, where they had them. I get in there, it's like this beautiful little ledge, super thick cover, like a lot of like nice grass inside this thing. And it was only like, like this ledge I'm talking about was like the size of 
I don't know, like a house maybe. Like it yeah, wasn't it was, super. It, it was wasn't big. It was a big rock or big boulder. Yeah, it was like a big like rock face up on top of that was this thing. So like they were kind of packed in this area. And they'd moved off. I got up in there and looked, and they were all gone. So I'm like, all right. So I got to find some real slowly walking along this edge of this rock face kind of, and there's a few trees sticking up. And I'm looking like parallel to me on the mountain, trying to see them, don't see them. I take like a half a step out from a uh, this pine tree, and I look down like to my right. I look like down the rock face, and there's some grass and some trees on there. And all I can see is like just this big frame of antlers and a nose like halfway behind a pine tree, like not far. I'm like, oh, shit. So I kind of stop real slowly, ease back behind the pine tree, waiting for all hell to break loose for deer just to start taking off, and they don't. I'm like, oh, wow. So I kind of like slowly kneel down, get my binoculars out, peek over the ledge again and look, and I'm like, sure as shit, it's this big deer. And I range him, he was at 49 yards. Like, oh, boy. So I kind of getting nervous right away and he's and bedded down he's bedded yeah this deer does he have you pegged or not i don't know he's looking up at me but he looked up that way the whole entire time i was there so i don't really i mean i can't imagine he knew i, I was there i don't think so he's he, he would have he would have been, been gone yeah if he knew mm-hmm. i mean they they sit and they look like i mean they bed down and they'll be looking like one direction <laughs> primarily and they'll turn their head a little bit but i mean they look and cover a pretty you know whatever wide comfort, area comfortable area but i mean they look you know, in that direction the yeah. whole time. So, I mean, if he would have seen him, he would have got up and he would have been yeah. out of there. I yeah. mean, that, that kind of distance. They didn't mess they're not, that distance. They're not going to. Yeah, when they were on you, it, it, was, it yeah. was game over. So I, so, I see this thing. I mean, all I can remember just seeing, like, it's this frame of big antler. I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I range him. He's at 49 yards. And I look, and there's another smaller buck right next to him. They're like five yards away. So I'm like, all right. So I kind of like, it was windy, so I kind of like nestled myself into a spot on this ledge where I had a little bit of like slightly comfortable area. I mean, it wasn't comfortable because there's like pokey stuff underneath me and pine cones. And I got kind of nestled in there where I could just sit on my side for a little bit. And I arrow knocked, and I'm ready to go. I arranged a few air spots down in this little spot where they were, thinking when they get up, I'm going to be ready. And, uh, so it took, I sat there for probably an hour and a half to two hours, right above him at 49 yards, just waiting. You know, every few minutes I'd look over the ledge, make sure they were, just peek my head up through the brush and make sure they're still there. And sure enough, they're still there. Well, finally, after all this time, I look up one time and there's uh, that deer that I said was like a 140 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's standing up and I didn't even know he was there. He's standing up right in front of the big buck. I'm like, oh boy. So I, I kind of, wow. Why are they, I don't understand what they're hunting. Boy, a spaced out one, two, three is never a good sign. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, if you hear bang, 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 you can pretty much assure that whatever was flying is still flying. Yes. Um, yeah, so this deer, like, standing there, I'm, you know, I'm also, I'm like, in, okay, it's goal mode. I'm kind of like freaked out. And... I, what the heck did I do? So this thing like fed up towards me and off to my side. Like it started coming up the hill that I was on and he got to like 30 yards and he spooked a little bit. 
not terrible. He just kind of like bounced back down the hill. And I don't know if he, I can't imagine he winded me. Maybe he saw me move, which I don't know how he would have done that. But he kind of freaked out and he ended up standing right in front of this bigger deer. Well, I'm thinking these things are all going to take off. This deer, this 140 deer, like I'm not like a big trophy hunter. I've never even shot a deer before actually until this. So like this 140s deer was huge for me. So I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to shoot him. So he was at what I thought he was in like, like the upper forties for distance, but just stand there. So like, all right, I'm going to shoot. No, it was the other way around. I thought he was at 33 yards. How the hell did that work? You, was, you thought he was further. Yeah, I thought he was further. I thought he was at like the mid forties. So I kind of draw back, get my 50 yard pin, eke up over the edge, put the pin on him. Let it fly, and I fly, arrow flies directly over his vitals, sticks into the ground, almost hits the bigger deer behind him, and I'm like thinking, this is not going to go well. Well, he freaked out for a second, ran off a couple feet, the big one stands up, little one stands up, and another one comes out from the brush that I didn't know was there. So there's like now four deer standing there, and they didn't run off. Which they um, didn't. They didn't know where it came. They didn't from. know they where didn't the know shot. What yeah, they didn't. They know. just they heard. They heard like a shot. A shot, and it's pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. And there's wind. Yeah, so. it was windy, and my bow was fairly quiet. So like they didn't really know what happened. They just knew something occurred. So they're kind of looking around. Well, then like immediately they went back to like relaxing, and so now these two big deer that from up above in in velvet, they both look pretty similar are walking around down below me. Especially they look similar because, I mean, at this point, like, my mind was, like, racing. I mean, like, when I'm duck mm-hmm. hunting, I don't panic when a mallard comes in. I used to when I was little. But, like, and I've probably said this before, I've shot, like, 100-some turkeys. But yet every time, like, I get, like, complete, I mean, I'm, like, my heart's beating. I'm going crazy when a turkey comes in. But I have a gun in my hand, which I'm super comfortable with, and I've been in that situation a lot, so I can make that shot. But... Like, you stick a deer in front of me, which I'm not comfortable in that situation, especially with the bow. I'm not, like, an archer by birth. I just learn it. And so these two deer are in front of me, and I'm my mind's running 100 miles an hour trying to kind of pay attention to what's going on and get remember to, to range distance and to do all the stuff with your bow. And so these, this deer, one of the big ones, steps out in front of me or gets out in an opening and he's just standing there eating and I get the rangefinder out, hit him with the rangefinder and 37 yards. I'm like, all right, I got that. So set the rangefinder back down, scoot back down, draw my bow or re-knock an arrow and uh, I draw back, pop up over the ridge real slowly again. And really all I can remember of the whole thing, I remember Everything went fairly well, except that it was really difficult to keep a pin, not even to keep my pin on a spot on the deer, but it was just hard to keep a pin on the deer. I was so nervous. Kind of got myself settled <laughs> down enough that I could, could shoot, so I'd, I get everything as good as I can, and I let an arrow fly, and I remember, I remember when it hit, I... I was thinking it was a horrible shot. Um, I thought I hit him super, super low and super far back. <clears throat> it turns out that wasn't the case. I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. 
It certainly wasn't a heart shot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't quite know what the deal is with that. I have yet see, to see a bird fly over that way that those shots are coming from. But, um, so yeah, so I was super bummed. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Thought this deer was going to go get away. I watched him run off uh, with a group of, with the rest of the deer. And as I'm watching him run, I'm just kind of like more and more like just bummed out. So I go back and I grab my shoes and my pack, come back, and I kind of look for my arrow a little bit. Couldn't find that arrow, but I did find the arrow that I missed the one with. And I found a little blood, followed it for, for just a ways, and decided to back out. At this time, it's, I mean, you had been on these deer. Oh, yeah, I'd been. It was like seven, seven hours. Seven hours, so it's pretty Jeez. late in the day. Yeah, it was like mm -hmm. three. And he had been. It was like three thirty, four o'clock. Close proximity to these deer for yeah. a long time. I was under a hundred yards on these deer. And the thing I thought was just crazy about the whole, like one of the crazy things about the whole situation is the wind up there. Yeah, it was so erratic and oh. so crazy to be within that distance yeah, I of got those lucky. deer and not have them, mm, spook. you know, spook from the wind was was impressive just in itself. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, you know, he he would have had to, you know, kind of maneuver in a way to to get yeah. the wind favorable. Yeah, that whole time, which is that was, pretty impressive. It was a pretty good stock. Like, I mean, for not a guy who doesn't stock a lot, I was kind of impressed with it. It was fun. Like, I, I really dug that part of it. Yeah, it was like a seven hour from the time that I started in on them. The time I shot, it was like seven, well, maybe more than that. Maybe eight hours because it was 7 a.m. when I started. I shot him after three. It was like 3.30. So, like eight, eight and a half hours, actually. It was a long time. And, um, yeah, so I was like bummed. You know, I made this big awesome stock did everything right and then I, I i thought i'd completely fail with the shot so i i found this blood there was a goose for sure i just heard one anyways um so yeah so this deer that's right there where is he oh yeah <coughs> jesus he's cruising <coughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god, this looks good. So this goose is like so this might be a suicide single. Yards out and he, he hit him. I mean, he immediately locked. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. That's not good. Somebody just shot. <laughs> set up nice yeah. too that shot completely screwed him uh, son of yeah, a he, gun. Went, he went from 100% committed to 0% like, <laughs> committed <laughs> right. just like that right yeah god oh, dang it right on that shot uh, 
All right. Yeah, so I'm back to my deer here. I'll wrap that part up quick. Um, yeah, so we, we end up, I go back to camp after I find this blood. And that Greg guy that I mentioned that we met, he was back at camp. I tell him a story and he was like, oh man, it's good you got one, but God, I in the shot, yada, yada. And I was kind of like, I was feeling like crap about it. And then Mike, Mike had actually gone on a stock during all that time. A stock, I should say not a stock. Um, during that time. And um, we ended up meeting back up around sunset. And I told him, and I'm like, well, we're not, we're not going after it tonight. It's cool at night. So, we, so we'll get him in the morning. Like that was not a real great night of sleep for me <clears throat> with like pretty much replaying everything through my head. Yeah, and at that point we thought he was hit really far back. And, yeah, really and we well. wanted to make sure he had enough time to kind of... Yeah, not chase him off. Right, we yep. just didn't want to bump him. Yeah, so we're going to leave him, leave him until morning and go find him then. And uh, yeah, so I we get up the next morning. The plan was that we were going to go to the area where we glass from and see if we could see him, if he was alive, just in case. Um, if we could see him, then we, I was going to try to figure out a way to get in on him again. But um, didn't even really make it that far. We ended up running into some other deer and uh, messed around with them for a little bit. And then we go up to, we're going to go up and find my arrow, I think, is what we were going to do. Yeah, we wanted to verify kind of yep. the, the blood and, yep. the, and the results on the yep. arrow. So we're going to do that, and we didn't even get there, and we ran into, like, a huge, a huge pool of blood, and um, kind of on, in the in the direction of where I had last found blood before I turned around, and this blood pool was, it was pretty significant, so we're like, well, this, this could be all right. And, and at, that, at that point, we knew it was a little better hit than what yeah, I expected. We, had, we had anticipated, Yes, we, th- we thought it was really far back yeah. and, and oh, uh, these guys five six right there oh, God, don't. <laughs> Whoa. there we go okay this could turn out well I can't see him well. Just have to wait. They did flare. Did they get saw down in there? Must have. I think they came right over. The yeah, and they're right over top. Was twenty right. yards over the top. Yeah, we should have. Oh God. <sighs> yeah, I, I hear more. I There's more. There's, yeah. Somewhere I think, over it's, the... I think it's a call. Do you? Yeah. There's. It was. You think that echoing's throwing them off? Well, they flared to the right. They, did you hear the? No, rings? no, no. <laughs> that what you just oh, heard that was a call. Somebody, I think, calling. Oh. Yeah, they didn't flare. They were when they flared. They God were on top dang, of us. what was that all? We probably they gave us the shot. They gave us the shot. We're being a little too it. greedy yeah. about trying to get them perfect. <sighs> all right, 
I didn't realize how low they were. Yeah, they I were was right. facing this. Yeah, way, I, know, like, I was down, too. Because I well, once they swung, I didn't want to move. And I had my were, back to them a little yeah, bit too. We, oh, dang it! Hey, Kennel, what are you doing, Kennel? Kennel. She, she was expecting different. Kennel. Results. Yeah, no kidding. Kennel. Kennel, you fit in there. Kennel. I know it's a little tight. I'll get you a bigger one. All right. Yeah, so we we started on this blood trail on this deer, and we uh, are going. And at first, it was pretty good. Like we were just able just to walk and just kind of point out blood, blood, blood as we're going. And then all of a sudden, like you know, the terrain change. Like as the terrain changes, like when they're on leaves and there's grass and that kind of stuff, it's super easy to trail. But then you get to a spot where it was just dirt, and that was tough. Yeah, we're dealing with dried up, dried, blood dried not, dirt, blood on dirt, not which a is ton of it in certain yeah. spots. So it was pretty difficult to track. Yeah, so like, I mean, the deer didn't end up going far. It probably took. It was probably a two-hour tracking job to yeah. go 100, 200 yards total that we tracked him, and uh, we were on our hands and knees at times and looking for like. Like grass turned out a place and whatnot, and anyways, like we, the tracking part wasn't very exciting. Other than I'll say, Mike's an awesome tracker. I would not have found that sucker on my own, but um, Phil's told me that a couple times. Uh huh. So we're um, we're going, and I'm on my hands and knees looking for blood in the spot. I kind of noticed that Mike had disappeared a little bit, and he also he comes walking back to me, and he's making like the hand motion of like shooting a ball i'm like what the hell is he what's that mean we had and left our stuff a little bit back yeah we left we our track and we yeah. set our packs and our and our bow down and yeah. i had i had just walked ahead in a spot just because i knew that he hadn't hadn't probably expired right in front of us i figured you know with the with the wound that he had i thought he'd go into a little bit of cover so i knew kind of right where we were struggling to find blood on the trail I just walked ahead about a hundred yards, and I happened to happen to see him laying. <laughs> and I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it was dead. I could see him like down, kind of in a little. He was down, kind of along a creek and some willows, and I could see that he was laying down, and he looked like he was expired. But I wasn't a hundred percent sure, so I, I just wanted to, you know, make sure we had something before we walked right up on him, and mm-hmm. just in case. So yeah, so like he's telling me to go get my bow. I go back and get my bow, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking, oh, man, there's like, I'm going to end up shooting a 100-yard shot at a wounded running deer, and I, I, I'm like, the worst, you know, the worst thoughts are going through my head. I'm like, this is not going to go well. And I get, back, I get my bow, and I get back to Mike. He's like, I think he's dead. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, freaking out. Like, no way. So we kind of get up there, and we're like 15 yards away from him. All we could see is an antler. And like a thought sticking out through his stuff, like, oh my god, is he dead? I'm kind of you know excited, nervous at this point. And I'm like, yeah, he's dead. And uh, we come, we we kind of walk up on him and we see what deer he was. And I wasn't even sure that I'd shot the big one at that point. I wasn't sure if it was him or the the smaller one. And we come around the corner of that those bushes and we see which one it was. And we're like, oh my god, the big but, one. That was the big one. Yeah, this. It was, it was quite a sight. I mean, this thing laying on the ground there when we went to turn his head. I'm like, you know, hey, 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 yeah. that, Brent. It's got to be close. 
Wasn't it? They're over here to the right. Okay. Oh, I heard some. Huh? That's I thought I heard too. It's like one in the decoys. <laughs> Something over there. There's one flying. I can't believe we missed that. God dang it. We should have cleaned them out pretty much. You know, <clears throat> though, that's like, that's the tough part to waterfalling right I there. Know, so to... let's say we said let's take them, right? Yeah. At, at that susceptible moment they were at. We would have shot, shot them in the butts. And then we would have shot yeah. them in the butts. Well, if we were turned. We would have, well, we turned. Well, let's Wait, just say uh, we would have shot them, we would have shot them in the butt. Right here, right here, there's a single. Right here. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> He's high. He's got to be one of them. That one goofy one. one flew off earlier. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well hit him. Better get ready to Again, <laughs> I missed again. I didn't even pick up my gun, and when that thing kept flying, I, I was like, like I was like, ah! I had my gun. I'm re I, I, was, I was reaching quick. Bring it here, good girl. Come on, what's that on his leg? Man, he he broke down quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, when this hunt's done, I better go to the gun range, trap do a little right trap here. shooting. You go buy some clay pigeons for you, Bill. Man, good girl, come here. I gotta work on my shooting. Yeah, that sucker went from really yeah. good to really. nothing to really good again, yeah. real quick. He dropped some altitude there at the end. At yeah, the end, like they I, come down like hard. I seen, him, I seen him go by, and when yeah. he was coming back on the back loop, man, oh he was gosh. he was, was low. Hey, we got another flacco up front, guys. Is there? Yeah, there's like six of them right here. That They're bloody, ways off. Kind of got a bloody mess on my hands right now. Where? Where No. That was that wasn't a flock. That was three uh, <laughs> three pairs. Those three pairs, <laughs> literally, like yeah. they were spread yeah. out as three pairs. All right, that's fine. Yeah. So, man, we have we saw that deer. Like I was, it was so cool. Uh, just to have him laying there, <clears throat> and then uh, not even his antlers. Just like it, I was actually more relieved than I was even excited. Just. I felt so bad about thinking I was wounded one and not recovering it. Yeah, all we, we mm -hmm. were not like that the night before. We were not optimistic about finding no. it. I mean, <clears throat> I was I was pretty kind of down in the dumps and ended up when we found him. The shot wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. Like the height was right on him. I was probably like 
eight inches further back than I needed to be. Still in the vitals, though? Mm -hmm, yeah, it was probably a liver shot. And we figured he'd probably die overnight sometime. And worked out that we found him basically in the minute that the sun hit him is about when we found him. Yeah. So he, he was... He had not been in the sun. Yeah, so he was cool. 20 minutes. Yeah. We got and him cut was, up. And he was cooled down really well, actually. And it had gotten pretty cold that night. So, yeah. So that helped. I mean, it was... Yeah, it, we got them. I think them. it froze, um, you know, that night. So it was, yeah. it was right down around, you know, 30 degrees. Yeah, we got in and cut him up <laughs> quick and got him packed out. And we got him packed back to camp. And then um, let him sit for the day so that uh, he could cool down a little bit. And then we, being that we were in a spot where we had no other hunting pressure really at all other than that guy that we met, and we had we did have some nice deer on, we didn't really want to alert a lot of people to where we were hunting. So we made a decision that was probably good in the end, but it sucked while we were doing it as we waited till dark to pack him out because this is a pretty well-trafficked uh, area with hikers and backpackers. So we waited till dark hoping to avoid some of that traffic and, and maybe other, and hunters too. And uh, yeah, we hiked him out at like 7.30, got back to the truck around like 11, Yeah, I think at night, which and that was, it sucked. That was a job. It sucked. It was I mean, seven eight, miles to eight, the truck. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you're packing an animal in the mountains. Like, yeah. It sucks in the first it's, place. It's but it's a job. At night on a super rocky trail, steep. Did you pack them all in one trip? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have anything else. No, we didn't have our camp. We loved our camping stuff. I mean, we had, I probably had 60 some pounds on my back, I'm sure, with the meat and the head. And then, you know, you still have like some of your camping stuff because you, you got your first aid and you got water and you got. Your extra jacket. I mean, all that stuff that you kind of got to have just, especially at night, just in, just case, in case something happens. happens. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. I mean, you mm -hmm. could be, you're, you're walking seven miles across. I mean, it's not Bad a terrain. nice terrain. So, I mean, you could roll an ankle. You could yeah. load a knee. You could do whatever. Yeah, so you're kinda, like, you might have, you know, so you got to kind of be prepared for that kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, have some clothes in case you got to stay there for a while or yep. whatever. Yeah. So, I, mean, I probably had 70 pounds on my back and. Man, when we got back, there's like a half mile or a quarter mile stretch of gravel that leads to the truck, and that was one of like the most miserable walks I've ever had. Like my feet and my ankles were just killing me. And we got back to the truck and took those packs off. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, it was a good feeling to get them back. And we ended up driving into town that night. We needed ice. We needed food, like real food. We needed a beer. And we needed a bed. The beer and the pizza. I'm just, I'm oh just glad God. we made it to town before bar mm -hmm. closed because, oh, that was a lifesaver. We got, we got a flock of birds back here. I'm not exactly sure what those are. Where? Right here. They're, they're ducks. Oh, they are. No. No. They're oh, ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Ducks. yeah. God, oh, they look. Geese, geese, geese. Oh my God! How about those two coming right at us? <laughs> I got beef. We need to be. I got beef jerky in my mouth, so I can't cough for a minute. We might not even be doing these.
Started the turn at the end. Oh man, I was just like, they just floated over us down the from the north. That they were dang, they were pretty much in shooting range coming over top, but yeah, they weren't they really were what we were, weren't really what we wanted, but they weren't far off. Huh. See, that's a funny instance, too. The whole hindsight thing. So, if we would have had our backs in the whole time, if we, you wouldn't have looked at those ducks, yeah, they, they never made a single honk, those yeah. two didn't, yeah. And so they would have been past us when we would have spotted yeah, them. Yeah, we probably could. And know what boom. we would have been saying right now? Yeah. Oh my God, get him, get him, get him, get him. Well, no, no, yeah, we, if we would have saw those. If, if we would have saw those no, ahead of time yeah. and called a little bit, we would have got them. Yeah. We're too late. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All the way they were flying across. Like, they were Man, flying. I thought they were really gonna... low. I didn't even think. I didn't think we didn't have to call. No, I didn't. I wasn't even touching my call. I kind of figured the minute you just hit them with like one honk, I was like, they're going to set up and, and they just be locked up and go. And they just didn't want grass this morning. Gotta wait till dew burns off of it. A little more wind would help us this morning, too, I do have to say. Yeah. It's picking up a little. I mean, it was yeah. like dead, dead this morning, like early. And we do have a breeze now. The grass here is moving, so that's good. Yeah, anyways, we had our... We so got you our, got your beer and pizza. We got our beer oh. and our pizza. And then and some of the... And we, well, and yeah, we were, and we were... We literally came fresh off the mountain to this bar. It was kind of a cool bar. Like, I'm kind of a connoisseur of, like, dive bars. I love... Not the trashier the better, but there's a certain level of trashy bar that I like. And this was kind of like a fairly nice dive bar. Everybody in it was super friendly. They saw we were dressed in camo and our boots, and then like, I mean, we literally just came off the mountain after six or seven days of being in there. Everybody's asked if we got something, so a bunch of people wanted to go out and see the deer, and kept talking about that. And it's kind of fun hanging out there for a bit. And yeah, we got our beer and our pizza, and I think we rolled into uh, bed at like two thirty at night. At night, and got up in the morning and. Ran the meat to the tax or to the locker and the head to the taxidermist and oh, did you just get a hotel then or what? Yeah, yeah, so we got a hotel. Yeah, okay. yeah, there wasn't. It was Labor Day weekend. It was kind of nice because we got out of town so late that like there wasn't a gas station open or anything like that in this town we we're in. So, yeah, the lady at the so bar. So the lady hooked us up with a bunch of ice at the bar. She's like, "Just let me fill my cooler with a bucket or two of ice, and then you guys can have whatever's left in the ice maker." And there was like, yeah, plenty. Like a lot of yeah. I don't know. Filled, like, filled the cooler three up. Three or four five-gallon buckets of ice, you know, so it was pretty awesome. So we got the meat taken care of, and we got that to the cooler, to the guy at the butcher shop in the morning, and got that processed and frozen, which normally I would have just taken it home, but we had another two weeks to hunt yet, so I had to kind of do something with so we left it at the fr freezer there, and then we picked it up before we left for Montana, so that was a fun, it was a cool gig, and went, and went back in, and I don't know. I, we went back in for what three more days? Yeah, I think it was. I think we three. hunted like three more full yeah. days, three more nights, and the fourth day maybe or something like that. And Mike almost had had a couple close chances, and yeah, I had some I had close calls. I was well within range of what four different pretty nice deer, and four different times on yeah, nice four, yeah. on the two different deer that were big, mine, and then the other one. Yeah, the deer that I shot, we were within him. Probably forty yards. I bet two to three times before I finally got him. Yep. So, 
it was kind of a ongoing project to get one and I definitely wasn't like specifically chasing that one I would have shot the smaller one as evidenced by me missing him just minutes before but uh, the smaller one but it worked out that the bigger one ended up coming home with me instead of the smaller one so yeah that was cool <clears throat> yeah we'll have to save the elk hunt for another time for the next goose hunt yeah yeah hopefully hopefully next couple days maybe not tomorrow a but a lot of cool other things on that hunt i mean the hunt itself was fun and well and yeah we like, had some good chances and stuff but man like that moose you saw that one day yeah that well, was there like, was as we were like tracking my his velvet that it's was as we were tracking impressive. my my deer i went back to grab our packs one time and i was throwing a couple like of our jackets and stuff into a pack so i could carry them easier and i went back and i look over my shoulder and like 15 yards away there's this like uh, pretty big to me. It was a big. It was, it was a, a big moose. moose for, I've got some video area, on my cell phone. Yeah. I'll have to post it somewhere sometime. Yeah, it was impressive. Of this uh, big moose, and it walked out of the willows and into the trees, and it was raking its antlers on a small pine tree, and it didn't pay much attention either. It didn't know I was there. It didn't care. And I end up behind a uh, a tree, filming it from like ten yards away, partially for my own protection, but just wanted to get out of the way of it. And yeah, that was cool. I and mean, I watched him. I saw, I saw probably another ten moose. I mean, I saw like the most like idyllic scene of like of a cow and a bull moose in a shallow pond, like river pond with the sun setting on them. And you said you had a black bear stalk you a little bit. That was in Montana on our elk hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't, so see, we didn't, we, we didn't see bears any bears. Um, Greg saw one, but we never did see a bear. We uh, saw a lot of other animals. We had, we had. A good number of sheep. I was, yeah, bighorn sheep. Really surprised. Like the first day we ran into one. Yeah. Uh, that we got some really cool photos of. Yeah, like was, ten yards. It was a, a ewe, and she had just one horn. Yep. And the other one was either I don't know broke off or damaged or something. Um, but we got some really cool pictures of that, and then we we ended up hiking up over the top, and we ran into quite a few of them up yeah, in the like rocks. Thirty some bighorns, yeah. like right, I mean, like under fifty yards away from us. They're yeah. kind of more curious than anything. Yeah, they they weren't super scared of people. Um, obviously, they they don't probably see much for hunting pressure of any kind. Yeah, so, they don't get I mean, hunted. I mean, the people they see are just you know, walking by or wearing climbing wearing by Patagonia jackets and. Probably not even seeing them in the first place, for that yeah, matter. Yeah, that could be. But Once yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, it was. We had that. I mean, just the scenery was pretty. The weather was awesome. Um, it was a fun hunt. I would. I definitely. I think I. I actually think I liked that more than the elk hunt, even. Yeah, it was fun. the The cool thing about that hunt is you're in an area where everything's kind of visible. You can see a lot of what's yeah. going on. You can see the deer. You can see. A lot of the other stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, on the elk hunt, when we went to that, it was a little different because, you know, a lot of the elk are in the timber and you can't, yeah, you see, can't them see anything and you can hear them and whatever. But, you know, the, the fact that you can kind of see more mm-hmm. and you can see what you're going after and you can kind of lay that it out. It gives a you better. a bit more confidence just to keep going yeah. to know that something's there. Right. For sure. Yeah, that was a little fun hunt. Yeah, so we're just fresh off that. I we got back a week ago. Exactly. Yeah, a week ago back. today. A week ago, yeah, we got home, kind of unpacked, got shit straightened out again, and kind of I headed over this way for the weekend for the 
duck and opener here a minute. Duck opener and a regular season goose opener. Sorry, the goose. Yeah, I heard one. Sounded like a little, little ways off, but. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of fun. We haven't had us three together for. No, oh, it's been a while. I bet it really bit. has. Oh, I, I bet fifteen years since the three of us hunted together. Mm-hmm. Has it been that long? I bet. I've been well, maybe not. I moved. Well, two thousand five was when I moved to Rogers. Oh, that's closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that season. Out front somewhere. Yeah, he's up front over the trees. Must be real the corner of the trees. Is that him way out there? Yeah. Oh my! Is that no way? Yeah, it's got to be. Oh boy, that's like almost too that's, far to call that. Calling distance, even. He sounded closer than that. Yeah, that's God, that thing must have a wow megaphone hooked up to him. Um, no winds carrying the sound, but still, that's impressive. Lonely. Yeah, I would have guessed he was almost half that distance. That can't be him. I think that's him. Jeez, man. He's loud for being. Yeah, what would you say is like a mile away? Or at least. And behind the trees. Yeah. Yeah, he's over there. I haven't heard a shot from there even in a long time. Almost gave away the secret spot, the name of the secret spot. Well, I'm afraid I have to go get my pizza ovens warmed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Bill's got to work today. He's this pe- is my this is my busy work day. I got a 12-hour yeah. shift ahead of me. Yeah, the pizza the pizza farm is open for business today. We'll probably hunt for a little bit here yet and maybe if uh we'll let the recorder run, but we'll see what happens if not everybody. Uh thanks for listening. It's a fun hunt. Hopefully this uh live hunt thing can happen a few more times throughout the season yeah let's uh i'm gonna take a look but i think we got some north winds coming in a couple days so yeah once once we get a north wind we should have a lot some more action yeah and that'll be when this this deal here will really turn on but for the being warm and all that really this has been not too horrible oh yeah well you if that, i think if we would have shot if we'd have killed that flock of six that floated over us we'd I'd be we'd, we'd be real close we'd be to done. yeah I we'd bet be we done would, well if we would have killed them all depends on how i shot it well, okay yeah. <laughs> exactly ben uh, say we'd we'd be one or two short then yeah tuesday tuesday i think uh so today's sunday looks like it's gonna be you good. guys are gonna hear this i'll release it tomorrow or tonight so you'll have it monday hopefully can listen to it right away but yeah we'll then here throughout the rest of the week we're gonna try to record some more Get some out that are similar to this in uh, general idea, concept at least. So maybe we can shoot a few more times, hopefully during it, for your sake and for ours. <laughs> Adds a little excitement. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If, uh, we may add a little more to this depending on what occurs throughout the rest of the morning while we're hunting yet. But as of for now, we will uh, catch you next time. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah,
sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> I lost them. No, they're good, we're good. <laughs> they're gonna bank one time and do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that's what we live for. Yeah. That's amazing. Should we turn the other way? Oh crap, you better get ready. Yeah, I'm ready. right here and there's one down here and there's the one right there yeah that's all we got yeah we shot the same that one we shot the same one i was like i get another one but i shot him in the ass <laughs> yeah god dang it well i'll go get with her and she doesn't really like to cross this ditch <laughs> Can work no, that was so sweet, dude. I look back and I'm like, dude, we're gonna have to turn around. There's, oh yeah, they're like, gonna land. They were come. Yeah, <laughs> we should have had more than that over there. Oh, like, yeah. They were just like perfect. Yeah. Hey, find them. There should be one like right here. Yeah. Find them. Find them. Let's go. Right there. See it. Yeah. Back. 